Welcome to Talking Health Tech. My name is Peter Birch. This is a podcast of conversations with key players and influencers to promote innovation and collaboration for better healthcare enabled by technology. With me today is Rohan Partisani. Rohan's the CEO and founder of Avana, an online marketplace and community in the wellbeing, fitness and allied space, helping practitioners to deliver a better service and be a profitable and sustainable business. Their mission is to be the anchor of a person's entire wellbeing journey and grow practitioner businesses. Avana are helping practitioners grow their business, market themselves effectively, and fill those dreaded white gaps in the appointment calendars. They're also helping patients address the challenge of getting access to good wellbeing providers, particularly in the current climate of social distancing COVID-19. Rohan joins me all the way from Melbourne today. Rohan, how are you doing? Good. How are you, Pete? Yeah, pretty good. Living the life. You know how it is. <laughs> how are you doing with social distancing? Yeah, it's pretty unsocial, that's for sure. But, you know, it looks like you're kind of in an office environment there, so it looks like you're well kind of sealed in that little area. Uh, I came in with the gloves and the mask on, especially for the podcast oh, today. Go. Got the special treatment, got the kit glove treatment. That's awesome. Look, it'd be good to explore Ivana a bit more and learn about it. Tell us the the dates and tell us more about Ivana. What do you guys do and who's the customer and what problem do you solve? Yeah, great. Thanks, obviously, for having me on. In terms of what we're trying to create at Ivana, and where we feel that we fit into the broader health tech and, and well-being landscape is in providing a, a dedicated well-being marketplace for everyday Australians to find the right well-being service they need to actually find a trusted and expert practitioner in that modality and, and importantly find and book an appointment at a time that fits in with their usually very busy schedule. Schedules have obviously changed a bit as a result of COVID, but when we started Vana, most people who we're catering to in terms of our target market, so overworked professionals, mums who have kids to juggle, students who are busy and who are looking for that next big thing in wellbeing, we all sort of have busy schedules and obviously we're trying to make our wellbeing a priority. And if Avana can sort of help on that user journey by streamlining that ability to find trusted practitioners and actually book in with them, we felt that we were really going to provide some value. Yeah, cool. Nice one. And, and how did it all start? Is this your kind of background or what's the what put you on this journey to create Avana? A couple of different things. I, I was a lawyer before I started Avana. So as a lawyer, well, in the first sort of five years of my career, I had a chronic health issue. And I found through that experience that the broader allied health and natural health and even personal trainers had a lot to offer in terms of my own support in in the treatment that I was receiving. And also from a diagnostic perspective, I went in, I I had a, a form of, I had Hodgkin's lymphoma that was undiagnosed for a long period of time, but it was only when the acupuncture practitioner and my PT sort of said you should keep going back to your GP because there's something which is not quite right that we were all able to connect the dots and that's not any fault of the GP it's just that you know potentially we weren't asking the right questions but it was if I hadn't had that support then I don't think I would have got better or I would have recovered at that same time I felt that a lot of these businesses like any small business, needed new clients and needed new leads. And from a technology perspective, I guess the existing options sort of weren't really catered to them. 
So I saw an opportunity from my own perspective where I could, where people like me, busy professionals who were looking for services in the broader wellbeing sphere could jump on a marketplace like Avana and actually find what they're looking for. And then from the practitioner perspective, we felt we were dealing with a practitioner group who had challenges and who were really working hard to build their own business. And if we could provide any support from the perspective of lead generation and utilizing capacity, then that would be of assistance to them. Mm, That sounds cool. And so from a patient's perspective... How would how would a patient come across like your marketplace or community at Ivana? There's a lot of stuff online, so it's you've got to do something special to kind of stand out from all of that. And and that's a that's a hundred percent right. I think from our perspective, we've tried to very much be a sort of a one stop shop in terms of actually we've got a, a good website experience. Our marketplace integrates with a whole lot of different practice management solutions, so we can actually provide real-time bookings and on-demand bookings in terms of the actual, we have reviews, we have practitioners actually speak about themselves in the first person in terms of their expertise and the services they provide. And I guess what makes us a bit different is we sort of reinvest pretty heavily on the educational side, like trying to solve for that issue. What service do I actually need? I think when you say from a very simplistic perspective and for all the GPs and doctors and medical professionals and even allied health professionals, just excuse me when I say this, but to an everyday Australian who's hurt their back, playing soccer or playing with the kids on the weekend, who do I see? Do I see a physio? Do I see a chiro? Do I get a massage? Do I see an osteo? Do I see acupuncture? The list goes on. So if we can ease that concern, which we're trying to do, that's that's the way we're bringing clients onto our platform. Yeah, cool, cool. So the allied and wellness and fitness kind of community, that's a huge community of like disparate kind of services, right? Like have there been any particular types of providers who've really taken to your platform more than others? I think we like to think about it in terms of a holistic sort of well-being solution. And I think all of these providers, it's more a mindset rather than a provider type. So if you see your services as something that contributes to the well-being of a client or the well-being of a patient, then you've got a home at Avana. In terms of the way we market, we're quite active on Instagram. We're trying to set up a TikTok feed. We're trying to target that younger demographic where they're looking to social media as a way to actually, way that informs their well-being choices, except the issue with that is that sometimes there's a little bit of misinformation. So I guess we're trying to provide a third party's view in a way that still goes after that same demographic, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long have you guys been going? Like how big's the community now? We've got about 1,600 practitioners yeah. on Avana, mainly based in Melbourne and Sydney. Mm. Uh, we've got a few in Britain, very much Melbourne and Sydney based. The vast majority of our practitioners are either in the allied health or natural health space, but we've got a fair few personal trainers and group fitness instructors mm. 
on there. Uh, and the other key key part of our community is massage, massage therapists. Mm. So we've been going, I've been going full-time since the start of last year. So about February 2019, so just over 12 months. Before that, I was still a lawyer, so doing it part-time and sort of the focus was building the website tech at that point. Whereas since we've gone full-time and hired sales staff, the focus very much the last 12 months has been building the practitioner side of our community. With now, or just prior to COVID, we'd sort of switched our focus into more user generation and bringing users on to coincide with the launch of our new app. Yeah, okay. Well, actually, we'll go into that app in a sec, but just something you mentioned before the sales staff to bring on practitioners. So you've got staff who are calling out to these practices or they're dealing with inbound leads. How do you get practitioners onto the platform? Predominantly, we do outreach. Uh, We don't do much in terms of inbound leads for the practitioner acquisition side. We've got some pretty sophisticated processes on the outreach side. Hmm. I think it's important, especially in our industry, because there's a lot of sole practitioners who are time poor and you've just sort of got to keep keep going after them and trying to sort of sell your hmm. value proposition to them. And, and for us, we just felt that, that, that outreach made the most sense. Yeah, cool. Obviously, in the midst of coronavirus impacting a lot of customers right now, like a lot of your customers, the practitioners, are there any initiative you guys are doing to to help that, especially in the allied space or anyone actually in healthcare that's not purely kind of focusing on COVID. There's, it's harder to perform services. Usually they might have larger practices that aren't being utilized and all that. So it can be a struggle. Are there any initiatives you guys are undertaking to help them look at other revenue streams or just with generally with that impact of, of reduced patients to keep their businesses going? Yeah, I, I guess like many businesses, we've sort of taken a multi-pronged approach I think when sort of the main lockdown started, how long ago all the time since? It feels like years ago. Back in the day. Years ago. That's it. Back in the day. We we did a webinar for our practitioners just around building out their online consultations and telehealth offering. That was really well received. But I think the challenge is still so many of our practitioner modalities require physical contact. I think in theory, telehealth for physio sounds good and it it does work. And we had a physio on webinar who had really excelled from a telehealth perspective. But I think that that sort of works for existing clients where you're sort of maybe they're coming in for a a secondary appointment or a follow-up or something in relation to a pre-existing injury. But for new clients, it kind of doesn't really work, Mm. at least I I think. And then for other groups like massage and acupuncture, it's just totally, totally doesn't work. I think that's just the reality. So unfortunately, we've seen clinics close down and that's the sad reality. So I think for those who could do it, we looked at online consultations and we've been trying to support practitioners from that perspective in making it clear to users who jump on Avana that, hey, these guys are still open and you can book in for online consultations and the practice management systems used by these practitioner groups have done great work in providing you know, telemedicine and telehealth solutions. So it wasn't something we felt that we needed to jump on yeah. uh, necessarily, like Clinico and Power Diary and Core Plus and Medical Director and mm-hmm. what have you. They've all got um, their own 
telehealth solutions. So there was no need to do that. The second part, I guess, was a little bit different. It was more from a, our own business and, and startup perspective. We were looking for ways that we could provide support to our practitioners with something that they had been asking us for a while, uh, which was the NDIS. So we had a a lot of providers over the last 12 months say, oh, we'd love to get involved and help out where we can with patients who who are covered by the NDIS, but the the forms and the documentation and the procedures are just Mm. too hard. (laughs) So in the last two and a half, three weeks, we've just started an NDIS registration service where we help allied health providers register, prepare their application Mm. to become registered NDIS providers. And that's been really successful. We found that providers are obviously thinking about ways that they can create new revenue streams, like you said, post-coronavirus to really make up for a few lean months and the NDIS provides a good opportunity for that. Totally. I think it's a pretty clever way to leverage your previous skills. I'm going to assume all the the boring stuff that lawyers do would have really kind of helped you shine in that kind of NDIS application process too, not to rip on lawyers too much, but I just did. So. Oh, well, I, I saw the light and I left the laws. <laughs> <laughs> but that's good. That's a good use of uh, skills to, to then um, apply it in what you're doing today. Hey, what's so you mentioned the app as well. Like what's coming up for you guys? What's new? And, and tell us more about that. I think for, for the app, the app we're really excited about. I think the website, we've been planning a, a bit of a refresh in terms of the look and feel of the experience to reflect what we're about to release in terms of the app. We were scheduled to release the app in sort of what would have been the midst of COVID. So we sort of pushed back on that and it's allowed us to do some further testing. What we feel the app provides is just that sort of next level of on-the-go booking experience for well-being that sort of brings together a lot of those themes we talked about earlier in the interview and ability to find that right practitioner on the go from your mobile phone in that sort of type of experience that we've all become accustomed to with the beautiful apps in other marketplace industries so your airbnbs and your deliveries and your menu logs and uber we were trying to very much bring that approach to to well-being at Havana, and we feel that the app has really captured that. Yes, it's a startup, and we're not going to necessarily have the same quality as you know as um, Airbnb, but it's a, it's a really great experience, and we're really proud of what we've been able to achieve, and we can't wait to share it with with our, our community. Yeah, cool. When did you say that's coming out? That's it's been delayed a bit. It, well, we don't have that as soon as it, it makes sense from a. <laughs> so that's the only thing that's really holding us up now. I hear that answer a lot. It's tell me when coronavirus will finish and then I'll give you a, a decent answer. No, look, that's amazing. Rohan, what I'll do, I'll put some details of what you guys do in the notes and people can check that out on the website and the show notes of the podcast. All the best with, with the launch of the app and thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Basement. It's been great. Thanks for listening to Talking Health Tech. My name is Peter Birch. Go check out the website, contribute to the forum, listen to other episodes and get in touch with feedback about the show because collaboration starts with a conversation. Speak to you next time.